we should have got Jacob two times on the phone for this. I know, right? Jerry, Jacob Two Times is a huge fan of our next guest father, Carrie Kasem. I'm sure she knows him. I'm sure she's met him before. <laughs> He's standing outside her house. <laughs> right. So. Uh, Casey Kasem is a legendary broadcaster. He has been doing the American Top 40 since I was a kid, and then and, they handed it over to Ryan Seacrest. And yes, we know he was the voice of uh, Shaggy. And uh, more importantly, uh, Jason from Battle of the Planets, which I don't think... Uh, enough people get credit to give him credit for right because I don't the Battle of the Planets was not a good title for that because it should have been uh, guys with G-force. wings G Force yes G Force that's what you know it as yeah so uh, it was a cartoon we all watched as a kid where they were like bird people they were like pe- right. they were like regular people they were like bird costumes yeah and then there was one that would just make noises uh, yeah there you go there's always there's always a good looking. Uh, a figure. Uh-huh. Then there's a uh, similar B figure so that they can fight each other even though they love each other. Right. Then there's the fat guy and the weirdo for comic relief. Yes. Fat guys always uh, can be interchangeable with strong guy. And nerd. And nerd. Yeah. Let's go to Hotline and welcome to the show for the first time. This is Carrie Kasem. Carrie, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Uh, good. We were just we were just sitting in here reminiscing about your uh, dad. In addition to uh, being on the radio for all the years, and doing numerous voices for cartoons. Besides uh, Shaggy, what is the one that sticks out in your head? Oh, he did. Uh, he did Mark from Battle of the Planets. That's, I always loved Battle of the Planets. That's what we were yeah. just saying. We love that the show. Underrated Battle of the Planets. Yeah, I loved that. Oh, Princess was my favorite character. Uh, I'll and tell you. He had the coolest like white thigh high boots. <laughs> you know what's so sad uh, is that we had this kid, uh, Joseph Mafia, who I went to uh, eight years of elementary school with. And he was totally heterosexual, but he was kind of, he was kind of, I don't know, flamboyant a little bit. Right. And we used to call him Princess uh, from the show. <laughs> and then he died. Oh. And he, then he was, a, he went on to be a 9-11 fireman and dying. Oh, I think, you're I the think, worst. Yeah, we talked him into having the toughest job in yeah. all of the world. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> terrible. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, now, let me, I, I, if I had a father who was so prominent in in a medium, I would not want to follow his footsteps. I don't want to be Michael Jordan's son trying to play basketball. Right. I don't want to be Casey Kasem's kid trying Jacob to get into Dylan. Yeah, trying to get into radio. Yeah, well, uh, you know, at first, it's funny, my dad always said to me, he's like, you know, you should try, should try radio, you should try voiceovers. And I said, absolutely not. I'm going to do TV. I want to win an Academy Award. I want to sing on Broadway. So, you know, I did go to school for that. I went to school and, um, you know, it's always, my dream was to be on Broadway. But I, uh, I started getting into hosting, and uh, I loved it. I loved being me. I loved talking. And I didn't get into my, my dad's form of radio. I never did a countdown. Oh, that's not true. I did a countdown with Nikki Six. Right. Uh, it was rock and roll music. But I didn't do the countdown. I didn't do the long-distance dedications. I don't think anybody can follow him doing that. In fact, nobody really ever has. Um, and nobody, if they did try, or was successful at it. So, no, if I would, I, you know, I do talk radio. Yeah. And it's uh, completely different than my father. And I don't think anybody could really follow in his footsteps. Do I do radio? Absolutely. But I do a completely different kind of show than my dad. Was it uh, the same to you? Uh, probably not. But when, like, when we were kids and we all listened to the uh, American Top 40, we would, I know if it was a song that I wanted to hear, let's just say something from my childhood, Galvin, like uh, Billy Ocean's right. Caribbean Queen, uh, I would I would have a uh, Play and record and pause set on my cassette player. Mm-hmm. And when Casey would introduce song number 17, Billy Ocean, I'd hit pause and it would begin recording. And that's basically, we were bootlegging music way before uh, iTunes and all the uh, Napster and all that stuff. 
I mean, a lot of people did that, though. You did. You know, you took your cassette tape, and you taped the countdown, and you taped the songs you like, and you shared them with people. Hey, you know, I made a tape. Look, I made, you know, whatever kind of tape. It could be the love tape. It could be the, you know, dance tape or whatever. And people did that all the time. And then Napster comes along, and, oh, my God, it's horrible. But I can see why, you know, and artists aren't getting paid, and it's not, it's not the same industry. So I get it. But, yeah, I think back then it was different. We all felt like we grew up with uh, Casey Kasem. We all listened to the uh, to the countdown since we were kids. Uh, do you ever listen to? I, I know Sirius XM plays the uh, countdowns, the old countdowns, all the time, and the '80s channel and the '70s channel. Do you ever listen to that now? No, it's too hard for me to hear my dad's voice. Really, really, you don't. Yeah. I would think that that would be comforting for you. No, it makes me cry. Oh, well, that's sad. Uh, I, I know yeah, that... It's really sad. I miss my dad. You know, I hear his voice. I get sad. I really miss him. Um, and that's a lot of the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing now because, you know, the way that my dad went out, the way he died was horrendous and horrific. And it's, you know, it's not... It wasn't... It, you know, my dad died with, with everyone who loved him around him except his wife and his other daughter. Um, and thank God, because he was in... Before I, I fought for him and before he was he was alone with a housekeeper or, um, you know, a, a nurse's assistant or he was in a um, he was in a ner Berkeley East convalescent home for four months and he was not visited once by his wife or his daughter. Now, and he was with a housekeeper. We're following this story and it's like you said it's sad because here you have a guy who has distinguished his whole life. You never heard anything bad about him. Right. And then uh, the end of his life becomes uh, a media circus because of what seems like his crazy wife. You know, it's unfortunately it's fortunate and fortunately that it hit the media so hard. What it what it unfortunately what it you know what it did was become a surface. But what it, what it did not I didn't know this would happen is people wrote me. I mean, I got hundreds of letters saying I'm in your same position, and believe it or not, way worse than me. Yeah, horrible stories. I can't believe evil people what they do to one another, but. Yeah, so it, it just kind of took my whole life on another path, and I'm helping people with my organization, KasemCares.org. You should check it out if you haven't already, but pretty amazing. And uh, and I still do radio, but this has kind of been my life's passion now, to help people who were in the same, who are or were in the same uh, situation as I was and my family was. We get a lot of, down here in Florida, uh, between uh, Tampa and Sarasota, this is there's a lot of retirement communities. And people, we get a lot of individual stories of people emailing us saying, I need help with the, with this, all similar type situations. And on top of that, we hear a lot of, uh, we have a lawyer that comes on our show all the time, a lot of cases of the elderly being uh, taken advantage of. They get to a certain point and uh, they, don't, they don't know what their rights are and they don't have people around them. That's right. And what's so hor horrible and sad is you have these people who've already drawn up wills and estate plans and when they were with it, when they were completely cognizant, they have everything set out, and you have a caretaker come along, and that can be, I mean, a guardian, that could be somebody, most of the time, it's a family member that right. will be abusive. But you can have a guardian ad litem, which is appointed by the court, and they could say, literally, we're not going to take care of you unless you sign everything over. Or, hey, here's some papers, we need you to sign these so I can take care of you. And there goes every single thing you planned out when you were cognizant. I mean, there's, this happens every single day, and that's the that's the least of it. There, I mean, the, the abuse that goes on, the physical abuse, the emotional abuse, is horrible. But there's a man in Florida, Dr. Sam Sugar, who has been for years now working on legislation out there, and he got something, he got, um, it kind of like the visitation, what I'm working on, the visitation bill passed out there, and, uh, and it just passed. 
so people are going to get some relief from some of the criminal elder abuse that's going on there. And I think it's, I don't want to give the wrong bill number, but I think it's like SB5, House Bill or Senate Bill 5. Um, and you can check that out because there's people all over the country, you know, working on this. There's, it's a huge ep- epidemic. Have you uncovered what it, what the best... See, yeah, my, mom, my mom's a nurse and she worked in a nursing home, so I've seen a lot of this stuff firsthand as well. Nursing home situations mm-hmm. seem to be the absolute worst. You, you have... Uh, mm-hmm. a, an elderly person in your family, whether it be a parent or somebody, uh, a lot of these people are dumped into nursing homes. Right. Some of them are, some of them yeah. need assisted living, but yeah. most of them are just dumped in there because people don't want to take care of them anymore. And then other people come along and are able to take advantage of them that way. Have you found uh, that, like, if I'm a guy who's who's has my future planned out and I think that I'm okay, and then somebody steps in and takes advantage, what what can you do to protect that at this point? What you need to do is you need to have um, your trust, your will, your estate plan, everything together, your, your durable power of health. And what you need to do is have two to three trustees, not one. Never leave anything to one person. Have a committee working um, you know, for you, making sure they make the best decisions for you, and hopefully people that get along with your family or that don't even know your family but you trust. Um, you always, always, never, ever ever when you're doing a will and estate plans, leave it to one person. That is the biggest mistake. Yeah. Uh, so have at least, I mean, three people is the best. Have at least two. Um, another thing, videotape yourself. Videotape yourself saying, you know, if anybody blocks me from my children, I want them out. They're disinherited. I want them gone. Um, see, if I want to, you know, if I want to see my family, it doesn't matter how far gone my head is or what's happening, I want to see. And then lay out who you want to see on videotape, and then hand that videotape to as many people as you can and say, anything happens to me, please, you know, play this in front of the judge. Sure. It doesn't mean that it'll hold up, but it's going to help you. My my uh, my dad's wife, Jean Thompson Kasem, we knew, you know, when my dad signed over the 2007 Durable Power of Health to me, my sister, and brother. My sister is a physician's assistant. She, her forte, which she, she had a fellowship in palliative care, end-of-life care. That's right. what my sister does. He, my father ran every single medicine and every doctor by her, and then we were cut off everything. We couldn't, we couldn't talk to the doctor. She cut the doctors off. We couldn't, you know, look at his medicines. Nothing. Then we just got cut off completely. And when we did have that durable power, and we brought it to court, she said it's fraud. It's fake. It, my Casey would never sign that. They're estranged. They borrowed money from all these lies to start us lying. We knew this would happen because she, because my dad's wife did this to her own siblings and her own mother. Um, what, well, so wait, wait, all over that. money, or what? Or is she just an evil person? You know, I'm going to go with both. I, I, you know, I don't know what 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 it is. I'm, I wish I knew. That's like the million dollar question. What's wrong with her? I it's don't the opposite. Know. It's it usually has know. the opposite effect. Hey, we didn't get along, but now you're now your dad's passing away, and it usually brings people together. Right. But it seems like she pushed right, everybody right. away. What a lunatic! Yeah, it's my my dad's brother, my dad's aunts, cousins, uncles, my dad's all of my dad's friends. Like there was the four musketeers who were gone to Wayne State with him, that knew him for 64 years, couldn't get in, you know, people that talked to him every day, uh, his agent, everybody was blocked from seeing my dad, including his own kids. So we videotaped my dad signing it. So when she pulled out all that BS, we said, okay, really, he didn't do this? We handed the judge the videotape. Wow. That, that silenced that. Yeah. Wow. So it, it's just, it, it's horrible. It's horrible. And that's what I, you know, with, with case and cares. Dot org. I aim to change the laws that are, we are. We're all going to get old. All uh, of us are going to get old. And 10,000 a day, 10,000 people a day turn 65. We're yeah. going to have a major problem if we don't change the laws. 
that's why I thought it would be good to have you on the show, not just because, obviously, your dad was in the limelight, but because there's a lot of people that uh, in this state that have gone through the same stuff. My mother, I know, my mother didn't have the resources, but for a while she wanted to start a living will type company only because she's seen uh, so much abuse uh, in in this area, mm-hmm. uh, so listen. It's you're you're right. You're all going to be old someday, and you never know. Uh, even even if you're young, you're going to stroke out, or something's going to happen to you. you get in a car accident. And you're right, still alive. Right. Uh, prepare yourself now. Right. And it, it's a lot easier than people think. People are afraid to go to lawyers. They think it's going to be expensive. It is a lot easier than than people think. Uh, can you, on your website, yes. do you give assistance on how to do that? We do. We do. If you go to caseandcares dot org, we do have a section for that. But also, too, there's something you can do that helps get legislation passed in every single state. That is, write a letter. If you were in this same situation, there's a place on caseandcares.org. It says, um, you know, share your story. Share your story. You don't have to make it, you know, you can, you can make it anonymous, but share it. Because when, when legislators say, we all, we don't need this bill, we don't need, we don't need to do that, I'll stick a, a few hundred letters in front of them, and they change their mind every single day time yeah. every single time without fail they change their mind there's also another thing you can do that if you aren't being directly affected by this right now and this isn't happening but you think that elder abuse is criminal and isolation is criminal we have a button it's right when the first thing when you don't go to caseandcares.org hit take the pledge it takes you 20 seconds to sign a petition that says i you know we, elder abuse needs to stop and it's it takes 20 seconds, and that's a really good thing, too. Well, and it, you know, in addition to uh, yourself, you always have that somebody, that uh, elderly person that you know or somebody in your family. In my case, you know, I always put my grandmother on the air. Mm-hmm. It, my, I love my grandmother so much oh. that I can't yell at old people when they cut me off in traffic because I know that that's somebody's <laughs> grandmother. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> if, if you care about that, uh, care about somebody else's grandmother and also want to protect yourself and your kids, uh, go to caseomcares.org and get yourself started on that right now. I think it's great that you're getting the word out, especially now when it's probably still hard for you uh, dealing with your dad's death, uh, but knowing that right now people are still paying attention to it. This is this is a smart thing to do. And you know, today, the 15th, right now, this is, it's, my gosh, it's, I cannot believe it's been a year. I cannot believe it's been one year today. No. I'm sure that's why you had me on. <laughs> yeah, no, that is, that is absolutely uh, crazy how fast that goes. And uh, listen. I can't believe it. Your dad would be proud of you that you're that you're fighting the fight Thank after you. he's gone. And I, I appreciate you coming on the air and talking about it. And hopefully one day you'll be able to flip on the uh, top 40 replays and, and enjoy it. And, you know, I hear it whenever I, I do a lot of radio. But, you know, I get I, people ask me for interviews. And a lot of times they'll play it right before I come on. Oh. And I'm sitting there going, oh, God, hold it together. Hold it together. It's really hard for me. Yeah, it's yeah. really hard. That's and, your dad. Uh, you know, today... Later today, I'll be talking for... Oh, listen to this. Yeah. Listen to this. My dad died June 15th last year was was Father's Day, right? Right. A month later, I'm on the computer. I'm on the computer. I'm going, what else is June 15th? I swear I thought it was a sign. I'm looking up on the computer. Seven years ago, the UN made June 15th World Elder Abuse Awareness Day. I, uh, that's amazing. I always say things happen for a reason. That's right. amazing. It's incredible. Yeah. Like there's, I mean, there, that's a sign if you've ever heard one. So, well, good. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad uh, that you're doing this, and we'll certainly get the word out there. I appreciate you coming on the show. If you had to wish of a uh, painful death for Gene Kasem, what would that be? <laughs> <laughs> I know you've thought about it. A little meat grinder, a little wood chipper. You know, you. I think, I think everybody, when you, when somebody has, you know, tortured your family, and it's been 
34 years of hell with this woman, of trust, not understanding as a child why you're hated so badly. You know, I don't know. I just, to be honest with you, I wish that, you know, whatever is wrong with her, she gets better. <laughs> you do see that's what makes you a good person. I would put her in a, in a wood chipper and then go, now keep reaching for the stars. See how that works out for you, Jean. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie Kasem, check out KasemCares.org and do what you can to help not only your family, but uh, elderly people in general. Thank you for coming on the show, Pumpkin. Thank you very much, Mike. <laughs> so long. Bye. There you go.